the Adara Spa to X Formulation Skincare to Airbnb hosting to being a working mom, it's time to talk skin with Julie Grosso. Welcome back to Skin Talk with Julie and Friends. Welcome back to Skin Talk. This is your host, Julie Grosso. I hope you guys are all having a good start to your morning. It is Monday and I am so tired right now, you guys. I I barely can keep my eyes open. So um, before we get into today's skin talk, I am going to go over my last few posts that I've been posting just to kind of elaborate a little bit more and explain. So uh, anyone who didn't catch it, the last posts were about picking, they were about benzoyl peroxides, they were about different acids, they were about inflammation and different ways to repair the skin, how to use red light therapy better. There was specific skin talks that I posted and so I'll read exactly what that topic was and explain it myself a little further. But before I get into that, um, I figured I would just kind of catch you guys up on what's going on with Adara and with XF and with my Airbnbs. I'm literally so tired right now. Um, I have been back and forth to Palm Springs quite a bit lately. I feel like I definitely dropped the ball, which is kind of funny because I get so many messages all the time saying, I don't know how you do it all. That's so many different things going on. And I always laugh and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I do them all well all the time at all. I think there are certain companies I refuse to drop the ball on. So Adara and XF basically in that order, like I cannot drop the ball. It just cannot happen. Um, but, um, with the Airbnbs, I definitely think I dropped the ball. I don't think I am the best Airbnb host on the planet. I think I'm have the best customer service for sure. And I'm very kind and I am great at designing things, but I wouldn't say as like a business owner for Airbnb, I'm the best. So, um, anyone who has ever said that to me, thank you so much. You're super kind. And no, I, I am just like you all trying to juggle way too many things and being a mom and being a business owner and being an esthetician and being a friend. And I definitely, with the important things, drop the ball. I think um, beyond Airbnb, I think my family and my friends probably suffer the most because I just don't have the time for anything except the person who needs me that's relying on me for financial purposes. So that's employees or clients. Like I definitely put them first. And I'm obviously overall doing that for my family, but um, I just feel like I get that a lot because I have so many women that are my clients mostly. I don't market to anything except women. So obviously the majority of my profile, the majority of my clients are women. A lot of my clients are working women or working moms. Moms obviously have the hardest job just period whether you're working or not. And I think we all feel like we struggle with Um, balancing and doing as many things as possible in a day and you're not alone and Instagram is a farce which is exactly why I posted my pregnancy post if anyone that didn't catch it I don't know why and how but it is I don't know what's considered viral but I'm guessing over 400,000 views is viral I don't know if there's an actual term I never thought anything went viral before, but this was excessive and it felt excessive, not necessarily because of the views, but because of the comments. And I had to turn the comments off because they were just getting really intense. 90 
percent of them were so kind and that's exactly why I posted it so if you haven't seen it go back and check it but it was just me discussing the struggles of being pregnant and being a working mom and being a working human being and just you know balancing and not doing a good job at that and me being worried about that and me being scared that I'm having a girl um because I think it is scary and I think for all the really nasty comments that I got which were a lot um again not the majority but still it's painful when you get multiple people every few hours commenting I hope you have an abortion you should have an abortion you shouldn't be a parent why don't you want to have girls like all that stuff is just a little intense to see every day so I had to turn off the comments because it was just becoming a little overwhelming Um, and I think for my mental health it was important but um, at least the vast majority was kind and I did create it for them at the end of the post I literally wrote that I made this for women that are silently struggling because I felt that with my first pregnancy, I had a hard time, but I planned it. So I was excited, but I definitely had a very hard time. And I would talk about this in the room privately with my clients. I was still in the room a lot and I had in DC, most of my clients are working women as well. And I think we all felt like we had something in common that we were struggling with being able to keep up that balancing act and stopping working whether that's stopping work and working for a period of time or whether that is just working in a different way. And the point is violently being sick every day and, you know, wearing a heart monitor, passing out, whatever it is people go through, it's very challenging to do that and to work. And so the point is my post that I did was for that. Uh, most of you were extremely kind and I'm so grateful and that's literally what it was for. But For my mental health, I did have to turn off the comments because there was enough really nasty, evil comments um, that I was just like, why do I care to keep this on? This is so stupid. Like, I don't know anybody that's commenting on this. I don't need to see this many negative things a day. It's my personal profile. It's just so not necessary. So I turned it off for my mental health and I suggest any of you, because I have talked to estheticians too, that I've gotten to that point where they have enough people commenting on some of their little viral reels where they're like, this is too much and they get really upset about it. I personally really don't take it to heart. Um, I think I'm pretty good at separating everything, but it doesn't make it easy to see 10 people a day say you should have an abortion and you're a horrible person. Like, okay, I just don't need to see that. So um, the point is, um, you know, you are heard and you are seen if you are struggling uh, with balancing, whether that's pregnancy or anything else. And um, that was what the post was for. And I definitely dropped the ball on my Airbnb. <laughs> the whole This is my whole long story to explain that that's why I'm behind on my Airbnb. Because I knew that if I had to drop the ball on anything that day because I was feeling so sick, it couldn't be Adara it couldn't be XF. There was no way that I could drop the ball on my employees, on my clients, you know, on my estheticians who are inevitably clients. I just couldn't do that. So I showed up for them and that was all the energy I had. And I tried my best. And obviously I have a team, so I'm super grateful. It's not like I literally do everything literally by myself anymore. Um, But I have to make hundreds of decisions a day and making 
hundreds of decisions for a house and an entire full reno. It was just something I couldn't do. And I had contractors that were not doing their part and not showing up. And I just didn't have the mental and physical energy to keep up. Not to mention, you guys, Palm Springs right now, not every day, but the majority of the days for the couple of months that I've been struggling were 105 degrees, 115 degrees. And the majority of the work that me and my husband Taylor have been doing, and my dad actually, um, has been outside. Like, what the hell? I wish... It sucks Adara's anniversary anniversary was in April because obviously there was no way I, I could ever miss April in, for Adara, but that would have been a nice time to done some of the work because it's a lot less hot in April. And right now we are going back and forth because I missed so much time, but we've been going back and forth doing everything we can do by ourselves. So we did the full backyard pretty much by ourselves. Definitely had a little bit of help here and there, but the reality is we pretty much did everything in the yard ourselves when it came to the updates that we did. And we painted the entire outside of the house and a lot of people laughed at us. And I wouldn't say it's the best job by any means, but we had to save money where we could, especially considering we're months behind. And that means somebody has to pay a mortgage and it is not my Airbnb guests. So we've definitely done a lot by ourselves. And I can see the progress now. I didn't throw up for like three days in a row. So I'm feeling really good about that. That was really helpful because we were there this last weekend um, getting things done, which means I'm going to the county and I'm bugging them, which was very reminiscent of Adara's experience. I had to go to the county every day and I have so many stories about that. So if you're ever trying to do anything when it comes to the county and permits, feel free to shoot me a DM on how that process works because it is intense and you have to be on top of it 24 seven or you're behind like we are right now. So, um, that's a part of it. And then physically doing the work is a part of it, obviously painting, you know, um, cleaning up the yard, adding rocks. We've been doing all things like that. Taylor built a bar this last weekend, which is so cool. I've been forcing this human being that I have been with since I was 19 years old to do things he has zero desire to do. He was not the person by any means years ago that was willing and wanting to do hard labor. That is how I grew up. That's what my father does. That's what all of my brother-in-laws do. That's what my uncles do. Everyone I know does it. Taylor and his dad, by the way, his brother, so into that, so handy. He was definitely not that person. He was so happy to pay somebody else um, at like our apartment complexes to come in and fix fix whatever is broken. Um, But obviously, once you start owning homes, you don't have a choice and you need to just start doing stuff. And I would really push him to do stuff. I remember starting to push him at the La Casa Blanca house, which is our house in DC. Um, I pushed him to do some electrical work one time and he's like, what the hell? I can't do this. So I pretended in theory, pretended cause I wasn't going to actually like really like how far was I going to get? But I always try to do my best on things, but I definitely was like, okay, I'm going to just do it myself then. <laughs> so I'm like sitting here trying to do some electrical work and he's like, well, obviously you're not going to do that. <laughs> so he started doing uh, moving like some electrical stuff. And anyways, the point is once you own a house and anyone who owns a house that's listening to this, you really do ha- just have to figure shit out on your own. You don't have a choice. So 
we figured some stuff out. We got creative and I got to the point where I have nagged him for so many years to do things he had zero desire to do that he now comes up with these ideas on his own. So I had zero intention of having a bar at this Airbnb. I have designed every little aspect. Every pillow has been designed, every corner. Um, The drama just comes with the fact that people aren't doing the job. Um, But the design is done and complete. The plans have been completed. The design is completed. The what I'm going to order of everything is completed. Um, The only thing that is not is the work. Um, But Taylor had this idea, especially I think because we've had the time and we've kind of exhausted a lot of our work that we've been able to do ourselves. We we're kind of just thinking about stuff. And I think he just got really into the idea of creating his own for whatever reason. I think he said he was at a bar one day and was like, it would be so cool to make my own. (laughs) I don't know. I think he's having a hard time realizing this house. He's like never going to be a part of it's a spa themed Airbnb. It is a full business. He's not going to use it as much as he thinks he is, but, um, he was excited to do it. Obviously it is, definitely designed by me so it doesn't look like a man bar which that's fine there's a market for that that's not my market my market is a spa themed airbnb so it wasn't going to be you know a black leather bar that wasn't going to happen so I think it's going to be beautiful he built the bar perfectly it honestly I'm like so amazed at his attention to detail I am like a spaz I have zero patience when it comes to like building stuff and measuring and all of that and he did an amazing job building it and then on top of that I then forced him I was like well I mean if you're gonna do that you might as well just do the rest because we could really save the money so then I told him he should tile it so I helped him obviously with whatever I can and um we tiled the entire um, bar. So I think it looks pretty good. I'm excited to show everyone when it's actually done because right now it just looks like crap and it looks like a hot mess. And it is a total disaster staying there. It's a nightmare staying there. We have Wi-Fi so I can work easily, but I don't have an office. I don't have a chair. We have one crappy little bed that we've popped up that isn't even a normal mattress. It's like a fold-up mattress. And... um literally there's holes everywhere. So like a bat almost hit me the other day, mice. And there was like a cockroach that were like ran over my toe while I was going to the bathroom because there's literally holes in our house, like everywhere there's holes. And there's just people weren't there for months. So it's like this, it's been this abandoned house and there's holes everywhere. And it's just, ugh, so gross. Cicadas everywhere. For all my East coast clients, you think cicadas are gross on the East coast? Wait till they come to the West Coast. These cicadas are literally frying to death because it's so hot and they just get stuck in place wherever they are. It's, it's you guys, I know this has nothing to do with skin, but I'm just saying it's really nasty. But to relate it to skin, it is a spa-themed Airbnb. The bar that Taylor is building is called the XF Bar and there will be a bunch of sunscreen everywhere in the house. There is a lot of cool like skincare-themed rooms, Product's going to be everywhere. XF is included with the house. It is actually going to be really cool. It's just a hot mess right now because not a lot of work has been done. But this week, I have a lot of hope. We have some new people coming in and doing some work, and I am definitely feeling uh, mentally a lot better about the project. So I'm excited to show you guys. And for anyone who hates seeing that content, I apologize. It's definitely like a lot when I'm there. Um, But that's because it's my only time to like film and take pictures because I'm not there every day. So 
hopefully you guys will enjoy it one day and you guys can book sooner than later. It will be very cool. It will be a house that, you know, you'll be able to book not only um, the house itself, but it will be one that comes with services. So private chef, estheticians. I've already spoken with estheticians that are local to Palm Springs. I've met them personally, massage therapists. I mean, I'm really going out of my way to make sure I am booking stuff for you and it's a full experience. It's going to be a very cool Airbnb that is service-filled, um, that really kind of combines all of my businesses together in one. And I'm very excited to show you guys. So it's still a little relative to skin, but moving off of that, I, um, wanted to share some of the posts that I've had lately for those that either saw it or didn't, I wanted to elaborate on them. So I'm going to take a little break and, um, you guys can get your coffee, get your tea, get your life together. And then when I come back from the break, we're going to get into the skin talks that I posted, which are speaking about picking, speaking about inflammation, acne, acne scars, uh, different products associated with that red light therapy and really just the specific skin talks. I'm going to read them and elaborate more so you guys have a better understanding. So anyone who has any skincare issues this week and wants to dive a little bit farther into that, stay tuned for the next segment. All right, so taking it back to last week, skin talk number 141 says build up your tolerance to acids and benzoyl peroxides. Do not use them daily at first. This is super important and I'm going to elaborate, but this is really important. And I would like to say a lot of the times my skin talks come off of having a lot of issues all at once, whether it's that day or that week with multiple different clients or estheticians making the same mistake. And, um, I, never post something that is not extremely important. I mean, it's all obviously important, but I really try my best to post something that I say excessively that's clearly not getting across, or maybe estheticians say excessively that's not getting across. So first, I want to speak to the clients when it comes to this part of it, and then I'll speak to estheticians. So build up your tolerance to acids and benzoyl peroxides. What does that mean? It means that if an esthetician gives you any acid, mandelic acid, salicylic acid, or even a sulfur, a benzyl peroxide, anything that's abrasive, retinol, or harsh, you cannot use it every single day, morning and night, right away. You just cannot. You have to build up a tolerance to that product. So definitely do not use it after a professional treatment. She just stripped your skin, even if she didn't do an aggressive treatment. She still exfoliated you quite a bit and cleansed you quite a bit. And so we need to be very gentle the days following a professional treatment, no matter how harsh it was. Then once it is an appropriate time for you to start using your other products again, like your acids, which are kind of your muscles is how I used to explain it to clients. It's like your muscles of the skincare regimen because it's the one actually attacking the one concern you're specifically talking about. Um, But you can't use it every day because you'll have a reverse reaction. You will be dry. You will be irritated. You'll be raw, you'll be burning, it will hyperpigment you. There'll be so many things that come with that. So never use a product every single day or every day in a row, even if it's a, even if it's a few times a week. So space it out, skip some days, build up your tolerance, and then eventually you'll be able to use it more. 
specifically when it comes to benzoyl peroxide, you should be leaving it on the skin, rinsing it off. That's how you build up a tolerance. With mandelic acids and salicylic, it's not necessary um, to actually rinse it off, but it is necessary to not do it every day in a row. So build up your tolerance. And also, the days that you use these abrasive ingredients, you should be using a hyaluronic mask. So the hyaluronic peptide mask was intended for the days that you do your acids. You should do one of them at least a day. And on the days that you're shedding from a professional treatment or just from life, you should be doing multiple hyaluronic masks a day and rinsing them off after 20 minutes. You need to build up your natural hyaluronic levels. You need to repair the skin rapidly. So the more that you mask during the times that your skin is vulnerable and dry and irritated and raw, the better uh, a result that you will have. And also the better that that product will work because now it's not on compromised skin. Mandelic can only work so well depending on the skin type that it's on. If it's on raw, irritated skin, it's not going to work as effectively. So you need to have strong skin in order for these acids to work. Um, Now I want to talk to estheticians when it comes to skin talk number 141. Estheticians, the biggest mistake that I see um, estheticians making when it comes to explaining this, I think the majority of you know this. And if you don't, there is no shame that you don't know something. I think education is essential. And I think keeping up with education constantly, even if it's something you've already learned, is essential for your client. But let's say you already know this, which I'm sure most of you do. The real thing that you need to pay attention to is how you communicate that with a client. Is it written down very clearly? Have you checked in on them the next day and the following day and the following day, especially after a professional treatment that was aggressive? Do you have to check in with someone 10 times a day, every day after an oxygen facial? Probably not. But do you need to check in with the client that just did a chemical peel or microchanneling, microneedling, or a laser quite a bit more? Absolutely. Not only if you wrote it down incorrectly, do you need to do that? And, or just, it wasn't clear, but let's say you did write it down correctly. And it was very clear what you gave them in a professional email, by the way, not on chicken scratch on the back of a piece of paper. It needs to be clear. Let's say you did your part. They could have read it wrong. They could have misinterpreted it. So you have to check in with them because you're going to catch them more often than not, not doing what you said correctly. Example, most issues I have with clients when I'm doing check-ins with them. And I check in on my esthetician's clients too. Typically they reach out to me, but I'll check in with them and I'll notice that maybe the esthetician wrote it down clearly. Maybe she said it in the room a hundred times, but the client misinterpreted it. And so when you misinterpret a retinol or a benzoyl peroxide or an acid, especially after a professional treatment, you are not going to get a good result and you're not going to get the result that you want. Will it kill you? No, you can always come back from it, but it's going to make that client not enjoy you, the experience, the treatment. And so you have a fine line, especially with new clients. So you need to make sure you're checking in with them regularly to make sure they're not using something incorrectly. So that is my tip for estheticians and for clients regarding acids, benzoyl peroxide, sulfurs, Really, the aggressive treatment is what I call it out of your skincare regimen. So moving on to, oh, and I would like to touch on this really quickly. For benzoyl peroxides, make sure not only for redness purposes, and I know I said it a little bit, but I want to be very clear. For higher Fitzpatrick's, if you use a chemical peel that is too abrasive, especially around the mouth, even if it says it's good for higher Fitzpatrick's, honestly, some of these chemical peels are Total BS, and that's not true because I have 
seen it not react well with higher Fitzpatrick's, SkinCeuticals being one of them. So not only do you need to be careful because of the dryness, the redness, the irritation, the burning if you overuse something or not use it properly, but with higher Fitzpatrick's when it comes to benzoyl peroxide, they're going to hyperpigment more. So it's called post-hyperpigmentation inflammation. Estheticians know that this goes away and it's normal, but you estheticians can make this 10 times worse and make it last 10 times longer. And clients do not want to see this anyways if they use it incorrectly. So I just wanted to explain that it's not just redness, it's not just burning, it's not just itchiness, it's not just drying and flaking. It could be this hyperpigmented look, which is extremely detrimental to a higher Fitzpatrick. Moving on to skin talk number 142. Red light therapy and biocellulose fibers are essential for reducing inflammation in the skin. So the big reason the XF Post Care Kit was created wasn't just, here's a bunch of gentle products, anybody can use them, any type, any Fitzpatrick, that's it. It's a very unique regimen. My clients are excessively using red light therapy and excessively using biocellulose masks to get to these crazy results in a short period of time. The reason, if you have experience, that your client isn't getting to this result as quickly is because you're not using those two products properly. Red light therapy has always been notoriously stated as a very generic, use it for 20 minutes, five times a week, you'll get good results. This comes from major companies, um, their educators, and just the way that they promote it. I will give you a little backstory, and I won't name the company because I just don't need any drama in my life, but I will say one of the top companies When I decided I was going to do a light therapy membership in 2016, I said I wanted to do an unlimited light therapy membership because I knew that the reality is unless you do red light therapy all the time, they're not going to get a result. And at the time, and still to this day, the majority of clients were experiencing red light therapy as an add-on to a facial. So it's like, okay, cool, but that's only one time. You have to do it a lot to notice the difference. I knew this from personal experience. I got rid of over 130 different non-inflamed acne lesions on each side of my face. So I had severe non-inflamed acne for a second time in my adult life. And I used red light therapy five times a week for 30 minutes. And it was a very intense um, machine because there was a lot of bulbs. There was 10,000 bulbs. So I knew that one time wasn't going to be life-changing. So I wanted to make a membership. And the company that I'm not going to name, that is one of the biggest players in light therapy, laughed at me. And after, by the way, me explaining the science of red light therapy and asking them, does that sound good to you? How I explain it to clients, is there anything I should change? Is there anything I'm wrong on? They couldn't even hold a conversation with me. So that was my red flag already. Um, But I went into that really hoping someone knew more than me. So I could share more with my clients. So anyways, they left. They said, there's no way someone's going to come in multiple times a week or every day for red light therapy. It's not going to happen. So don't do that. Sell it in packages. I'm like, okay, but if I sell it in packages of three red light therapy sessions, they're not going to notice the difference with just three if they have severe to, you know, moderate to severe concerns. They need to do multiple in a week to notice the difference in that week. And then the next week they're going to have a problem because collagen breaks down and maybe bacteria built up or whatever the issue may be. So I don't understand. 
And they just didn't understand why I would do that because no one was really doing it. I know that there are a couple companies like tanning salons that have switched some of their bulbs out. But at the end of the day, no one in aesthetics was doing that. Who they were selling to, which was estheticians, med spas, dermatologists, celebrities, things like that. So that's when I decided to ignore them (laughs) and do it anyways. And I'm glad I did because we have clients literally come in every day saying how much we've changed their life in the last five years or however long they've been doing it because it really is life-changing and it has made a major difference and it's non-invasive and it's safe. Like if a pregnant person can do it, we're talking about one of the safest things that there is. Babies and NICUs use different versions of light therapy. They use blue and green, but the point is it's very low level, so it's very safe. It's not aggressive. It's not like a laser or a chemical peel. So I'm glad I ignored them because my clients have been getting amazing results faster than the average results. And I realized after the pandemic, because obviously we were closed for a period of time, that because my clients weren't able to use red light therapy and freaking out, that's where the XF LED mask came into play because I need people to do it every day. Now, most of our clients live close enough to be able to do the membership. It's great. But then I became to the, I got to the point, I should say, where I was making a lot of money for XF, the majority, obviously, of the money for XF um, online. And those clients don't have what we have at Adara. So I kind of kept going back to that and not even realizing like, hey, we have this huge issue at hand. I kept saying like, okay, let's try to find you a place if any. And there was of course never any unlimited memberships of red light therapy in every place that people were asking me to look based off of zip codes. So that's where the XF LED mask came into play. I realized how the hell are my clients that are virtual gonna get a result? They aren't near Adara. Like what are we gonna do? So that's where the mask came into play. And this is what the biggest mistake is when it comes to red light therapy is usage. You cannot use it for 20 minutes a few times a week if you have a moderate to severe concern, especially an at-home device. It is not comparable to a professional device because there's less LEDs. So when it comes to light therapy in general as a whole, frequency on how often you do it in a week, the time when it comes to frequency is the most important based off of skin concern. So if you have a mild skin concern, if you did 20 minutes with a professional device five times a week, that would not be a problem. That is literally what some of our clients do. 30 minute sessions, a few times a week, they get a great result. But if you have an at-home device, because nobody wants an entire bed at their house, you don't have as many LEDs. So right there and then you have to make up the time. So that is where this very excessive number of 60 minutes comes into play. That is not for someone who has mild concerns. That is someone who has severe concerns. And for someone who has severe concerns, you can't just do it once a week. You have to do it almost every day. Now, if you miss a day, is acne going to come back tomorrow and acne scars are coming back tomorrow? Absolutely not. But if I am working with a brand new severe case, I need them to be all in. And it is much easier for them to trust me if they just do everything every single day very excessively right away so we get to that result really quickly. If it is a moderate concern, again, you're going to do it more than the mild people. So, you know, 30 to 60 minutes uh, up to five times a week. But if it's a mild concern, yes, you could get away with doing it a few times a week for 30 minutes and you'll probably be happy. But you do break down collagen every single day. And so the reason the daily comes into play and is okay and is safe 
is because not only would it not hurt you if you did it every day, but you do break down collagen every day. So it's definitely going to help you, but will you still be happy if you miss a few days? Of course. Will my clients notice a difference on the weeks that they're very, very good versus the weeks that they're very bad? Yes, absolutely, which is why the recommendation is to do more. But if you don't do it for a period of time, like I have, you're just not going to get that result as quickly. And, you know, your skin is not going to repair as quickly. That's all. But it doesn't mean everything is coming back tomorrow. That's not how it works. It's just that if you have a severe concern, the more severe the concern, the more you need to do. Same with biocellulose fibers. You can't just do one. That is appropriate for example, on your wedding day, you are every bride that I've ever given this to, they're always red, they're flushed, they're irritated because it's the biggest day of their life and they need to plump their skin and they need to reduce redness quickly. Doing one is fine. You know, you notice a huge difference immediately with just one biocellulose mask. But if you just had a chemical peel or microchanneling or laser, or a severe burn, you have to do multiple to get to that result because we have a very short window of repairing the skin rapidly. So again, if it's just a normal concern like your consistent rosacea flare-up, melasma, um, a wedding day because you're flushing and you're just trying to plump the skin for anti-aging purposes, doing one as often as you want to is fine. But if you have compromised skin, it is flaking, it is peeling, it is red, it is burning, it is raw, it is irritated, you have to do multiple a day, especially inflammation. If you have inflamed acne, if we want to reduce that inflammation, we need to do multiple a day for a few days in a row. So the more severe the skin is, the more that we would do that for. But I've never seen it be more than a couple biocellulose masks a day for up to a week. I don't even think I've done a full seven days. I think the max I've ever done with someone is six days in a row of that. That's obviously the most excessive. So the most excessive, meaning the most compromised that I've personally had is doing two biocellulose masks a day for six days in a row. That's the most I've ever had anyone do because it's such an excessive concern. If you do not have that much of an excessive concern, it would be less. So example, if you did a point... Um, two, five needle micro channeling, micro needling needle, doing one to two within 24 hours uh, or sorry, 48 hours is enough. But if you did a 1.0 needle, you're going to probably need to do four biocellulose masks within 48 hours or more. So again, the more excessive the concern, the more that you will do. But this is how our clients are able to get amazing results. And there is a short period of window when it comes to clients that are compromised, flaking, burning, red, inflamed, picking. There's a short window to repair the skin once it's at its weakest. And we really have to go hard on post-care in that short period of time to get to an amazing result. So their skin is strong enough. The inflammation has reduced enough. The redness, the acne has reduced enough. So we can move forward with the next week of maintaining those results until the next professional treatment. So keep that in mind. The more excessive the issue, the more you'll do. The max I've ever had anyone do in my experience, because I don't literally have burn victims, but I have people with extremely compromised skin. The max I've ever had anyone do is a light therapy session every day for up to 60 minutes and two biocellulose masks a day for six days. That's the most severe client. So I highly doubt anyone would be more than that during a really severe moment. 
um, unless it's a really intense, severe third, fourth degree burn or something, and we're talking about layers missing of the skin, then obviously that's different. It would probably take even more than that. Um, and that's what they were intended for was to repair the skin rapidly after burns and wounds. And so we're doing micro, you know, uh, or superficial burns and superficial trauma in the skin. So it's obviously not as excessive, but hopefully that gives an idea of understanding what would be the most that I would ever do. And would it hurt you to do more? Absolutely not. You could do one every day. They're just expensive. And so I don't say to do one every day, but it would definitely be amazing if you could. So I'll work on the cost. You just keep doing your stuff every day when your skin is compromised or when it's needed. (laughs) The next skin talk is number 144 that I'm going to go to. I'm going to skip 143 because I kind of just went over that. Is for faster results after a peel, following a strict post-care regimen is essential. I want to be clear, very, very, very clear that if you do not follow a different protocol after a professional treatment, and if estheticians, you're not giving a different protocol after a professional treatment that's wildly different than what they would normally do, which should mean less daily steps of applying multiple products that leave on and more masking and light therapy and things like that. If, you, if it's not excessively different, you are doing a disservice to your client because there's a short window, which I just mentioned, to repair the skin at a rapid rate for them to get better results from that professional treatment. Professional treatments, in my opinion, I really hate the term. I'm sure you've all have heard this or most of you have heard this that's listening where it's 80% um, products and 20% professional treatments or whatever that stupid trending. I really hate that, you guys. I hate it so much. I'm a numbers person and from a numbers standpoint, that literally makes no sense. My professional treatment is stronger than everything you do every day. So maybe literally 80% of your life, like you're physically doing products more on your own 80% of the time, but that number wouldn't even make sense because the reality would be that you do a professional treatment, let's say max two times a month, then the reality is that's like a 98% to 2%. So from a mathematical standpoint, that just doesn't make any sense. And a professional treatment is so strong that it doesn't equivalent to a skincare product at home, even if it's one application, even if it's one week of application. So I truly think it's 50-50. I think a professional treatment is 50. I think the at-home care is 50. But after a professional treatment, if you don't treat it differently, your results drop dramatically. My results can come so much faster for my clients based off of how that week goes. And I have seen it with the same client. I've seen the same client do a professional treatment wrong one week and right the next week after a treatment. And it's a wildly different experience. So how you handle post-treatment after a professional treatment is essential. It should be wildly different than your regular regimen. I don't care if clients have a 20-step regimen. I am not against that. I am against doing that 24-7 because your skin isn't always the same 24-7, especially after a professional treatment. So hopefully that makes sense. That is the last Skin Talk post. And then the last Skin Talk video that I'm going to mention today is the picking video, which has actually been probably the most talked about, um, not that video specifically, but I did do a a post about picking 
I think it was my skin talk number 12 from what I remember. And I have like 2 million views on that post. Clearly it resonated with people. And I think that that's actually why I have mostly severe uh, picking and compromised clients virtually speaking because of that post. And I definitely empathize with somebody who has a severe picking concern because not only did I have that at some point, but I understand that not only is it hard to break that habit, but also how it makes you feel about yourself, not only while you're doing it, but after you've done it, you know it's wrong, you know it's making it worse, but someone just telling you not to do it is really just not enough. So I wanted to For anyone who missed the video, you should watch it, but I'll quickly recap some of my talking points in it because I think it's important. And I think when it comes to picking with my clients in the room, I've always elaborated on this in the room, the way my video is, and I think it helps them digest it a little bit better. So I'll kind of just talk to you guys how I talk to clients and mention some of those talking points because hopefully it will tell estheticians good some give estheticians some tips to give their clients and hopefully it will help clients that are listening that have a picking concern or a picking problem um some tips and tricks on how to help themselves or just educate themselves better on on the topic so first thing first we can't as estheticians just tell people to stop picking you cannot change somebody overnight it's impossible so we need to start to be creative on okay now that I know that this is a real concern of yours, because some of our clients, it is a real concern and it's a real severe issue. And if it is, it makes our job 10 times harder if we can't tackle that issue. This is why XF exists, because I mostly have always had those clients. And so I've always been in a race with clients on how can I repair the skin rapidly so I can get to the point where they have nothing to pick beyond just the acne, but also repairing that actual layer of skin that they've picked so they don't pick it again. So I'm always in a race with my clients on repairing the skin at a rapid rate. And that's why I believe in red light therapy. And that's why biocellulose masks are so unique to us when it comes to inflammation and repairing the skin quickly. Obviously, the other products are just as important. You have to have a calming cleanser. You have to have something daily to hydrate your skin. And you have to have a mask that hydrates your skin. And you have to have sunscreen. But those two products, when it comes to rapidly repairing the skin, are very unique. And how we use them and how we use our masks are unique. So it's really important that you are in a race with your client. And it's also important you give her tips and tricks on what can you do instead of that. So... Some of the tips we've learned from our acne program from Face Reality is icing. It's always a great way to reduce inflammation. It's a free item that everyone has in their house, which is great. So icing is always a good thing to do. But when it comes to the habitual habit of picking, it doesn't actually fully replace that for the severe ones. Maybe it'll replace it for the mild to moderate people or really just the mild. For the moderate to severe clients... We're going to need something more than that. So in my opinion, what helped me and what has helped some of my clients, depending on how they pick, would be one, not looking in the mirror when they apply products or makeup. So does it mean you have to do full glam without looking? Um, And I'm sure anyone who has seen me try to do my own makeup knows now why, because I don't look in the mirror and I'm not good at it. This is why I have eyelash extensions, you guys. But... I literally got to the point, and this is not a joke, and this sounds ridiculous to people who don't pick, 
So if you're an esthetician who has not had this problem, you're just gonna have to swallow this advice and give it anyways, because someone who picks really resonates with this when they are a picker who looks in the mirror. So number one, I guess for sure, throw away that 10 times mirror. But number two, how the people pick when they look in the mirror is they're literally looking in the mirror and then they get stuck in the matrix for 45 minutes. And so if they learn to break a habit and the habit isn't gonna be broken of picking first, if you learn to break the habit of how you go about it and you apply product and you wash your face and you add your first product onto your skin or you then apply makeup, if you have stuff on your face is the point, people are less likely to want to pick. And so when you start to do your regimen without looking, however far that may be up to your first step of makeup or at least all of the you know topical products, if you do that without looking, those clients are less likely to pick because they don't want stuff on their fingers. They just usually wash their skin or don't even wash their skin, see a bunch of breakouts and go crazy. But if we can get them into a habit of at least starting their routine first and then go ahead and look, then they're less likely to do it because they're like, well, now I don't really want to do it because my fingers are all slipping and it's, it's more difficult. So there's a tip right there. So we have icing, we have not looking in the mirror for a period of steps. For people that do it subconsciously, those are definitely the most difficult ones because it's not like an action where you've decided to sit down and do self-surgery and we're here and we're ready to go. So for those people, it's definitely a challenge. And so we want to think of other stressors and typically with severe picking, it is a stress concern. And so we definitely recommend things like stress balls or something that's physically in your hand at all times while you're working or whenever it is that you seem to be doing it the most, which is probably watching TV or working, you should have something in your hand during that time. So that way you're substituting that action, just like someone who smokes cigarettes forever. They just like putting something in their hand and putting it up to their mouth. That's the addiction itself. It's not necessarily the nicotine. It's just the addiction of putting something to your mouth and putting it down and putting it in your fingers and lighting it. And it's the whole like ritual of everything. So if we can break rituals for clients, that have this severe picking concern, that is what's actually helpful. So let's stop yelling at people to stop picking. It's just weird. It's rude. It's an actual disorder for some people. And it makes no sense to tell people to stop. That would be equivalent to telling someone who's drinking, like, can you just stop drinking already? And they have a drinking problem. Like, no, they can't just stop drinking. Can you be more helpful? So we have to get to the root of the problem. We have to help with the habitual habits that people have and break those habitual habits. And then really as professionals, how we really help, um, because we know they're not going to be perfect about this picking right away. We're just helping them, you know, maybe stop a couple of days a week. What really is going to help is if we can work as quickly as possible and you are against the clock right now. So not only do you need to have a really good acne program, if they have acne or acne scar program, if they have acne scars and they're still picking, but you need to also figure out ways for them to repair the skin rapidly on their own time. And that's where light therapy and biocellulose masks come into play. So Again, my severe clients, you're not just doing one, you're doing multiple. And I will check in with clients that have these severe concerns more than my others. I definitely spend more time. And anyone who's an acne expert or acne specialist knows that we spend more time talking to those clients than others. They're just, they need us more. But especially my severe pickers, they need me even more. So I'm on top of them like crazy. And I communicate with them multiple times a day. And I'll still hear them make mistakes. I'll still hear them say, oh, I only did one of these. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I told you three times to do two to three of these. So 
um, that's going to happen and that's normal and that's a part of the process, which is why estheticians, if you're not overly clear and overly communicating, your client's going to make a mistake and then she's going to blame it on you or the professional treatment or just be annoyed because she's tried everything her whole life to get rid of this and you're just not working fast enough. And I know that it takes time. I'm not saying my products are going to cure your acne overnight. I'm just saying I'm here to repair you so quickly that she stops being your problem, that your picker stops being your problem, that your acne is reduced and your inflammation is reduced. So at least they get to see something so quickly that they can calm down. Because even face reality and ProCell being as amazing as they are, which they totally are, it's not fast enough for people. We're in a time where people want results tomorrow and they've always been like that, but it's definitely more excessive now because they can see it. They can see something trending online where it does say that it can happen. And if you educate yourself properly and you do the research and you understand the science of red light therapy and understand the science of biocellulose fibers, understand the science of microchanneling, chemical peels, whatever it is you guys are using and selling, if you can understand it better, you will better be able to explain it to your client. They will then follow directions better because like we discussed earlier, they're at their home 28 days out of 30 days without you. That's a long time for them to make mistakes. So we need to make sure we're checking in with them regularly constantly, consistently, and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and recommending changes along the way if we see that that's necessary. Maybe their skin is changing um, from what we predicted will happen from one week to the next. So then maybe you change it up a little bit. Maybe you're like, you know what? Instead of one of those, we're going to do two. Or instead of doing Mendelic today, we're going to skip another couple days. Your skin isn't repaired yet um, because they didn't do what they were supposed to. All these things matter with your moderate to severe clients. So if you have a client or you are a client that doesn't have a moderate to severe concern at this moment, do you have to be so excessive? Of course not. But if you are someone who works with that or has that, you do need more attention to detail and more communication with your esthetician um, than normal because every day is a new day. And if you forget to do something correctly, now the regimen needs to change. Or let's say you remember everything, but the skin is repairing at a different rate. We need to change something. So checking in with your esthetician or estheticians checking in with your clients are essential on a regular basis, especially if they have a moderate to severe concern. Being very clear about your regimen is extremely important and attention to detail is extremely important. So those are my latest skin talks. I hope this helped everybody understand a little bit better a breakdown of those different topics. I feel like it will be good for me when I'm not doing interviews with estheticians to break down those skin talks a little bit more and kind of elaborate, maybe talk about something I wasn't able to, especially because now, unfortunately, Anna, who is my assistant, who is amazing and also helping me with um, this new marketing plan we have for the trade shows for estheticians, we realize we can only speak for 90 seconds in the skin talks moving forward that are videos. So that's not a very long time. As you guys know, I can really talk it up when it comes to really any topic. So I need more than 90 seconds to explain myself. I'm hoping this podcast gives those clients an understanding that are a little bit more detailed than the 90 second videos And regarding that topic for estheticians listening, 
who are coming to the trade shows or who are just interested in help with marketing, me and Anna have come up with an amazing idea, which I can't wait to wait to share with you guys, but I have to actually work on that like now with her before Long Beach. And we have a really amazing marketing plan basically for you guys. It's basically an esthetician marketing kit to help everything we talk about in the class, everything I talk about when it comes to marketing online, everything that, everything that is discussed, we are basically breaking it down into a kit and just doing it for you. Because I've realized I have spent hours and hours and hours of my time re-explaining things and it is hard for solo SDs to one, get it done and two, have the time to understand it. So we're just going to do it for you is basically what it is. And I am really only going to be with you for like the first month in doing everything for you. And then if you choose to continuously need help after that, Anna will be there for you and you're in great hands because she's my girl and she helps me with everything. She keeps me in line and she keeps me consistent when it comes to everything on social media and marketing. So I'm very excited to announce this, but basically to give you guys a sneak peek and understanding of what it is, is everything I talk about in the class will be done for you by me and Anna. And I'm just going to take over your entire business when it comes to marketing for a month and do it for you. And I think it is just a more effective way than explaining it. I'll still always do the classes and I'll still always give you guys as much free advice as possible, but I'm just realizing that I've spent more time re-explaining and I could have literally just done it for you in that time frame. And I would like to just have you already be successful at this point. So I'm excited to announce the kit. I'm excited for Long Beach. I am excited for Adara because we finally have the laser machine. So every client who has already started on the laser and all of our pre-order sales were so great. And I'm so grateful for our dedicated clients just trusting us with every little thing we do. And I'm really excited to see your guys' results from Laser because it's about damn time that we got this machine in the spa. And I'm also very jealous because I'm pregnant and I can't do Laser and I'm quite annoyed because every time I buy a new machine for you guys at Adara, I don't get to use it. So I hope everybody enjoys it because I can't. And estheticians, can't wait to see you in Long Beach. Clients, you can always DM me, comment anytime you have questions or need anything when it comes to your skincare routine, your regimen, if you need to find an esthetician near you. Thank you all for always listening, and I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank you to all my skin friends out there who are listening. Do not forget to subscribe, and don't forget your sunscreen.